welcome back to another day, another vlog. Hope you're all well out there, wherever you're listening, coming from, watching, tuning in, or if you're on the walking machine, getting a little something something. Thanks for stopping by. Great to see you and hear from you again. Um, Thursday, Whew, busy day. I have droneitis. <laughs> um, doing a drone training course. Uh, you wouldn't think of drones in mining. But uh, yeah, it's a big thing now. Um, drones, I guess we see them on YouTube, the FPV, I've talked about that many times being big this year. What also is big is drones in industry and agriculture as well. Uh, DJI has a huge arm connected solely on agriculture and doing stuff like that. So, and in the mining industry, what do we use a drone for? Well, they use it for surveying and checking the pits and that, and it's safe. They can fly across and make sure all the pits aren't falling in and not going to hurt anyone, so that's a good thing. Uh, also, as well as that, I'm going to move that over there. That's <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> um, we, we use them, uh, well, they started using them in the last year or so. They never used to do it when I was uh, working on diggers. Um, they use them to fly up while the digger's running. They can test and run the machine. They can then use thermal cameras on the new uh, fancy drones we have nowadays. Uh, DJI, I think they run at work. They've got a big Matrice and also a couple of Mavic 2s with the uh, FLIR cameras on them. And they can check cylinders, see if there's any hot spots, check hydraulic banks on top of a, a boom or somewhere where we used to have to get up there while it was running with a heat gun and physically hang on or someone operated to make sure it was okay, or listen and or tested and plug gauges in. The options uh, make it a little bit better, a little bit safer for some of my mates and some of the guys out there. Um, is it going to take over our job? Not at the moment. Uh, it's definitely, I guess, early stages in that regards, but it does give us options when we need to maybe really flog a machine and really get it hot, stinking hot and work it hard, and just we can then highlight and see areas that we can then maybe go and check physically. So it's a it's a good tool for us. And it's, I guess, just another factor that you don't sort of see in the drone side. You hear about deliveries and all that stuff, but in other industries, like mining, which I mean, uh, it's always good to sort of understand that, hey, that's playing a little part there and there's some other things that it can be used for. So pretty cool. So we're on a, got to do our, we're doing our full license. Now, if you're watching from America, I think it's a little different. You can do an online course Ours is a five-day course, uh, five, like, nine, nine, ten-hour days. The book's ridiculously thick. Um, two seconds, I'll show you the book. <laughs> Look at that sucker. <laughs> We've got to, well, we don't have to learn everything in there, but that's our resource. Um, it's, yeah, there's a lot of rules in Australia for drones. And one of the biggest things I did want to talk about is where you can and can't fly a drone uh, in Australia. Uh, can I say having a drone and my little mini and how much amazing it is uh, for the channel and once I get the mini too, which hopefully should be home when I get home for Christmas. Merry, thank you, Santa. Hopefully I've been good. Um, <laughs> it's awesome to be able to use that footage and do stuff. Now... Day one of the course, we go through legislation and all that's all like really, really boring, depressing stuff. And the most depressing part about that is we can't fly. It is ridiculous. Um, 
yeah, really interesting that part, aspect of it for me. As obviously, I've got this channel. It's set up as a business. I don't make any money. One day, maybe if if uh, if I get my get my stuff together and I get it to all work, it may. But as a basically, it is set up as a business. There is that opportunity to earn money, so I have to run it like a business. Um, so I have to sort of a little bit, I guess, protect myself. And it's very interesting to see the laws that are applicable in Australia. So just a bit of a heads up, if you are flying a drone, um, even though you don't know, unfortunately, like everything, none of us normal people know what lawyers know. Uh, that's just impossible. They do it full time and like the, the laws, there's that many laws, there's no way anyone could ever know them. Doesn't mean, unfortunately, that we don't get smacked on the wrist or the wallet. Uh, and a lot of these fines are just insane. Like um, flying at night, you get caught flying at night, it's two and a half grand. Uh, flying at, you can't fly in a national park. You've got to get permission for all these certain places. You get caught in the wrong spot. Uh, it's five grand here, five grand per offence. Uh, yeah, so it's some big, big fines. And unfortunately, as I said, ignorance is an excuse. Um, and I guess in the past, I've probably sort of thought, well, you know, I understand, air, we all know airports, airports, you can't really fly over people, that's understandable. But when you look at the maps, and there's a few different resources um, for maps to get an idea of where you are flying and what, what you have to be careful of. Um, look, there's a lot there. It's a little it's a little scary and it's a little depressing as, a, as someone that, we spend a lot of money on these drones, DJI and these big companies make a lot of money off us. Um, and the rules in place, I guess there are to protect people, to protect uh, drones falling out of the sky in national parks while people are hiking and hitting them in the head. All those sort of things, we can understand that side. I completely agree with that. You have to have some sort of regulation, otherwise the idiots get in and destroy it for us. But it's also, in Australia at least, from what I'm reading so far, a little bit scary is the fact that it's probably over uh, lockdown and uh, a little little bit crazy. So, especially a lot of the places you want to go, uh, places like marine parks, Great Barrier Reef is a marine park, so you can't fly over it in a drone. Now, you probably don't know that if you've got a splash drone and you're out fishing on the Great Barrier Reef catching marlin, there's a fair chance if you get someone that doesn't really like you or whatever, they could dob you in and you could possibly get fined. So just be careful. Um, I guess it's just a bit of, um, there's apps out there. Um, I'll try and link down below an app that you can get. It's a free app and it'll give you maps and stuff. I probably think that's for us newbies and guys that don't make any money and not professionals uh, like the course I have to do for work. But I think it's a good idea just to give yourself a general idea so you know how to be careful. It's just like, and most of it's like, hey, you can do it, but you, you've got to be careful. Here's who you contact. And it has all this in the app. So it's a pretty good app. Updates regularly. So that's a good resource. I thought it might be worthwhile letting us know. Um, the last thing I want anyone to get in trouble, flying a drone after me talking about them all the time because I, I think they're fantastic. And I think they do an amazing thing for showing the world this amazing country. Um, but yeah, hopefully, and as time goes on, I think more and more the rules will get better and better suited and people will become adjusted and more used to them. And we still have a lot of that too, is the fact that people are just not used to drones now. The blades are getting better, so they're not these big noisy machines. 
Um, the safety aspects of them are just incredible now. You've only got to have a little Mavic Mini, the old model, to see how ridiculously safe they are. Um, and the backup plans on backup plans they have to get to get it back safe and not hurt anyone. Uh, compared to the first age, like Droney, our first one that which just took off and went into the river, uh, those days are done and dusted. Uh, the stuff coming out today uh, as drones like this little Mavic Mini 2, the Ortels, the Splash drones, uh, the new Mavic 3 coming next year, that new FPV drone, even that's got safety sensors into it because they just wouldn't be able to sell it. So it is different. The technology is better. It's like cars. When cars first come out, the brakes were crap. Uh, the lights were crap, and people just got run over and crashed and killed themselves. It was terrible. And, but yet, we still have the same safety regulations. We've got uh, Top Gear when they're in Australia, they discuss this, the difference between nowadays cars and the old, old uh, distance for braking rules and how they did, they've built all these safety regulations that we all drive to. But now these modern-day cars with ABS, uh, your Teslas with their computers... AI and all that sort of stuff, sensors, sensoring everything. Uh, the car technology and the, and the actual tooling has become ridiculously good, but the laws are ridiculously old still, and they just do not match. So now you've got amazing cars that can do 300 k's an hour and stop in 50 meters, but we've got to do 60 k's an hour because a car built in 1930 couldn't stop for 100 meters, so that's why it's 60 k's. That's where Australia and pretty much all countries need to get up. Uh, Top Gear did talk about uh, Top Gear Grand Tour boys. I think it was Grand Tour when they did it. Then did the Australia one. They talked all about this, uh, and I totally agree with it. And exactly the same with drones. The drones have got better, but I think the rulings are a lot are what worse off. You still have idiots. No matter what you do, it's like guns. It's like everything else that can be that is treated as bad. That actually is good it's just people that don't know how to use them or don't have respect for others and that's where we get it so look i thought that was interesting i'll chuck chuck that in today a little bit of something i learned today pass on to you so a little little bit of something different Radio, a little bit of news around let's go straight into that uh not much fun with australia and china still getting in we're still blowing with them uh they're just putting the clamps on uh, apparently, they're going to chuck a heap more restrictions on some of our imports into China. Um, obviously, that's going to affect our, our growers and that. They're now attacking our wheat. Uh, we we knew, all knew about the wine. They're doing all sorts of different stuff now. So wheat's a big player for us. Um, I think, realistically, it's a matter of how long we can last. Australia is a massive resource for food and resources, I guess, resource for resource <laughs> um, China is a massive consumer of food they've got 2 billion people that need food they need wine they need water they need rice they need all that stuff as well as energy and stuff like that steel to grow their cities so they we all need each other no matter where you are on the planet there's not one country that is totally self-sufficient that they don't need another country trade's been around since China I guess started the Silk Route how many thousands of years ago? We all need each other. The whole planet is a big combination of uh, travel and trade and, and trade became travel, which then people would travel to try to find more stuff to trade, 
to grow their business, to grow their society, and that's how us as humans have evolved. So it, I don't think it's really going to affect us. It's just a bit of a, I guess, chest out. Ah, we're bigger than you. We're going to show you what we can do. It, and I think we're going to survive it. It's how long they're going to hold out before they actually need something we need, I guess. And I think that's most of the way when you get a big bully, they just want to show they're tougher than you and get out in front of everyone and go, ah, we're going to pick on the little guy. That's generally what bullies do. And it looks like China's still running down that bully pattern and they're picking on us. I can't see them going and attacking, say, a Russia or a USA and doing the same thing. I think then you get the, then you get the comeback. One thing I will say for Trump, he didn't take their crap. So, and he fed it straight back to them and just smashed them with the same thing they gave back. He just fed it straight back and charged them just as much. So I think we should be okay. It's quite amusing actually to see him still having a crack at a little player like us. We're not a big player in the overall global scheme. Uh, 25 million people, we really don't. But we do have a lot of resources that people want. So that's, I guess, our strength. So be interesting to see how we go. Facebook. The Facebook's uh, getting smashed by their own country. 48 states have uh, filed uh, legal, well, I guess, uh, antitrust uh, claims against the big company, the global monster. Uh, $918 billion worth of company. Uh, so, yeah, this antitrust thing, it, the last year, two years in Facebook, they've just been legal battle after legal battle. They had to go to Capitol Hill, I think, last year. Or was it early this year? I think maybe last year uh, to sit down with Congress and explain about the antitrust. They went there with Google and Apple and the others. Uh, these guys are still getting smashed uh, and smashed and smashed and smashed. So look, I think Facebook has definitely taken a bit of a dive. I've, I've, you know, as, as much as I share the show through it, um, and realistically, it's only a way for me to catch up with family and friends and see what everyone's doing and catch up with people in other states that I don't get to see locally. It's a good resource in that. But other than that, it's definitely died off on the flavor of the month, I think, for everyone. For a long, for, for a while, it's sort of definitely taken a bit of a nose bullet. It's a bit of a shame. When it started out, I remember when it did start out, it was actually really fun and that. Uh, either I've changed or it's changed, but I think it needs to get a little bit better with how it treats its people. And I obviously know it's a business, so they've got to make money and whether they find a new formula where it's a little bit more open and upfront and tell people what they're doing, at least tell people what they're doing, give them the opportunity to leave or find a different way to make that cash subscription or a monthly fee, like a couple of bucks, like a Netflix, a couple of bucks and then you know more ads and no more spying on what you're, what you're buying and selling or doing, that's probably a better option than smashing everyone. If they've got a billion, two billion people, and they charge a dollar a month, well, there's two billion a month. If that's not enough for them, or anyway, we'll see what happens. Very interesting, that one. Um, Apple, uh, some big stuff from Apple, a couple of things. Uh, they're looking at a new uh, super matte black coming out. So might have heard about banter black. That's that sort of blackish paint that absorbs light. So you get a light from the source like this, and when it hits that black, you get a sort of a reflection that you normally get in a black, say, Focus on that. So you get a black, but you can see the white reflection. With the Vanta black, that will just absorb that light and it'll just be like a real rich black, like deep space. Um, basically like a black hole, it just absorbs light and doesn't let it reflect back. So uh, that's a little bit sensitive and for fingers and marks and stuff like that. 
Oh, now I can't see myself. That's uh, a little bit tricky. Well, Apple's been trying to, they're working on a patent to get it to work. So the fingerprints and all the stuff, the disadvantage of Vanta Black, uh, they negate. Well, they looks like they're pretty close. They're using an anodized system so they can basically put it over their laptop so you can have a, a Vanta a Super Matte Black on your Apple MacBook, on your phone and all that and just look, would look really cool. I think we'd all uh, agree that black is black is black. Do you get any blacker? I think that was a sneaker ad for Reebok or Adidas or something for a while back. You got any blacker? I remember that when I was a young kid. That was pretty cool. So that looks pretty interesting and maybe 2021 we get some Apple Blacks back in the MacBook range. They did used to have it. I actually do remember seeing it come out. Um, some color in the laptops, the stuff that doesn't need a phone cover would be good to have colors. Phones that ha realistically have to have a phone cover uh, when you're paying two grand for them. Colors don't really mean much to me because you've got to put a cover on it. But uh, something where you can color it and make it look cool, your iPads and stuff like that, well, yeah, that would be, I think, very cool. So interesting there. Uh, Apple's also going to be banning apps that uh, use X-Mode Tracker. Now, X-Mode Tracker supplies data to the US Defense Forces, uh, which is a little bit scary. Uh, you don't really, I'm sure it's in a super, super, super fine print somewhere in an app thing when you sign up or open the app. Uh, none of us would have ever read because there's not a person on the planet that reads all this fine print on anything. It's just the biggest scam ever. Uh, but apparently this extract has been supplying data to defense, US Defense Department for years. So as you can imagine, they know everything about us. We all know that if you, if you know either to think that the US government has been watching everyone. Uh, yeah, everyone's watching everyone. They've been doing it for years, ever since the internet came out. So uh, look, interesting, good move Apple, much appreciated. If they're gonna block that, that would be cool. I'm sure, unfortunately, they've got another way to track you. <laughs> without that so that's pretty cool but to see him at least putting those screws on them for doing the right thing now uh last on apple stuff uh people not happy about the price of those maxes the airpod maxes which aren't airpods but are actually headphones uh oh there's a fly in my room what's it doing in here um <laughs> i caught that between my fingers very impressive uh yeah going bananas internet's alive uh, Twitter, watch the Twitter feed, just giving it to them about this price, and rightly so. Look, it's expensive, it's Apple, they can do what they want. Uh, just don't buy them. That's the only way they'll, they'll realize that they're too expensive is if we don't buy them. Apparently, though, look, it's selling out like hotcakes. Uh, I did see one of the guys, uh, one of the big uh, tech reviewers on YouTube, he put an order in for it. It's like a 14 week wait, and it's sold out in the shops in his area. So, like, he, even he can't get them. Uh, that means that $800, $900 a set of headphones, they're sold out. Unless they only made 50 of them, uh, the Apple is going to make an absolute killing on these. OMG. Crazy stuff. Cyberpunk released today. Biggest game of the uh, year just popped out. Uh, look, everyone's been waiting. It got delayed. It got delayed. It's finally out. All the gamers are stoked. It's got a heap of bugs, so just be aware if you do get it, if it's buggy, it's not just you, it's not your game, uh, it's not your computer, it is buggy, I'm sure they're working on 
trying to get out these fixes as soon as possible. I guess they just didn't want to delay it anymore. They wanted to get it out for Christmas for you guys to play in your holidays. And I, I guess they're going to be just working through Christmas to smash out those repairs for these bug updates. So look, just be aware on that. Uh, SideTech, or I think it's pronounced SideTech, uh, they make some good gear, some great stuff for your drones and other different bits and pieces for cameras. They've just released a new camera bag or camera or day pack bag. Very similar to the Peak design. The side removal doesn't do the back, which I'm against. I, I'm still happy. I think, still think my less than $100 newer waterproof bag is still the best one you can get for my money. Um, it's definitely personal preference. Look, it's made of good quality stuff, the SciTech one. It is 195 US at the moment. It's 11% off. So if you had been looking for a bag, here's another option to have a look at. 18 liters, it's 2.2 kilos with the inserts. It does say calfskin leather on the interior. I don't know if it is calfskin. The interior looks very similar to a Peter McKinnon. It looks like they've taken design cues from the Peak Design Everyday Bag and taken interior cues from the Peter McKinnon Nomadic series and sort of com combined it, combobulated. There's that second time I've used that word. I like that word, <laughs> if it is a word. And um, YKK zippers, so they're fantastic. It's a it's only splash resistant, it's IPX4 rating, so it's only splash, not waterproof. Didn't say if it had a waterproof uh, cover for it as well. Um, it does have some little external accessories. You can fit most stuff, 18 liters ain't that big. It's probably, again, similar to my newer bag, which I really enjoy. It will take a 16 inch MacBook Pro and a 12 inch uh, iPad in the slot so that's all really good uh, look nice looking bag just another good option out there check 195 if you have been looking at them uh, they they're running out pretty quick so just look something else to chuck in your viewing to check in that if you're looking for a bag another option that's probably less than the premium ones but gives you that mid-tier range to check out so thought I'd chuck that out to you now last one at least is the Apertura electric car uh, Seen this one on Lou later. Very cool looking thing. It's a, I guess a trike type concept car. So very small car. Now look, it's big claim to fame. It's not your standard car. It's, it's not a Tesla or anything like that. But this is possibly the one of the first cars they're saying that has uh, zero recharge. You don't have to recharge this thing. This thing basically has a thousand miles range. In it, so you get it charged charge up once, it'll have a thousand miles range. You get a built in solar panel pack which goes over your roof. Now, what that allows you is saying roughly about a 45 uh, mile regain just through the solar power per day. So, you start off with a thousand, you absorb 45 miles in, depending on how much you travel each day. So, if you're just doing a say a 20 mile hour uh, drive, 20 mile drive to work each day and then back home, you're gonna use less than what you've got from the sun. So you've got a spare five, you'll stay at a thousand miles. That's the way they're looking at it. You do have that thousand mile range, so it's already ridiculously, like probably one of the longest ranges for electric cars, but it's also got the fact that it's sucking that juice back in at the same time it's parked out in the car park in the sun. And uh, look, Theoretically, you may never have to refill it again. It could just, just stay charged and just be ready to go. So look, that's a fantastic idea. Now look, I had a quick look over on their website. 
the they had two models. There's a 400 mile 400 mile model, which would easily get you through a week, and there's a thousand mile model. Um, both of them are sold out. The pre-orders, which I thought was interesting, you can still do a custom version and pre-order. Hundred dollars US down, standard sort of car thing they seem to be doing now. Uh, you can add on all the extras. The solar panels on the roof are an extra. So if you want, you can just charge it and get a thousand miles range and not have to worry about it recharging. But I figured if you're going to buy this thing, you're crazy if you're not going to go down that avenue. Um, it'll uh, do 3.5 seconds with the 150 kilowatt motor to 60. So 60 mile an hour, 100 k's for us. Uh, that's pretty bloody quick uh, for a little car. Very cool. Now, I priced it up with all the specs. There was other stuff like a four-wheel drive off-road pack, which looked a bit funky. Camping pack, uh, dog pack. There's a few other little packs that had no prices, but I went, I just optioned it all up to the full just to give you an idea of the price. 50,000 US dollars, and again, those pre-orders are already sold. You can still get a custom one, so if you're in the States and you're looking for something different, just a work car going back forward, and you never want to pay for petrol again, go check out the Aperture. It might be a good little version. They're saying 2021 as a release. This is the first I've heard of it. I'm not sure how, how accurate that is, uh, but $100 down, which is refundable. Uh, it's probably a no-brainer if you're looking for something to get on a board early and be one of the first ones. It's a nice looking car. Uh, great little get one to get you to work. So that's it. Have a day. I've got to uh, ice up the old drone controller arm. The uh, Phantom 4, I think we're flying, and that controller is heavy. Definitely need like a neck strap, which unfortunately I left at home. <laughs> From a camera, which I could have taken with me Peak Design tabs and used that, would have been perfect. But look, yeah, very cool. But uh, like that for a couple of hours today. And yeah, a little bit stiff. You know, you know. Radio, thanks for stopping by. I'll see you tomorrow for Friday's show. I am a little bit behind on this week's video, so it's probably going to be the weekend. I'll give you a little warning. I've got photos pretty much there. I've got, hopefully finished them tonight, and then I'm going to put the video together. So I'm at this moment probably going to say Saturday. So my apologies for that. Been a hectic time at the moment. Christmas, crazy, crazy. Okay, do Whether you're coming this way and that way. I'll catch you tomorrow, Friday. Peace.